This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Bet you wonder how I knew. I think this is my mama jam. Is this your jam, babe? Mm-mm. No? No. I mean, I've like heard Marvin it Gaye. before. I like Marvin Gaye as an artist, yeah. Oh. Is this Marvin Gaye? Uh, is this Marvin Gaye? Yeah, it is. You know who yeah. told me it was? Who? Dre, the teenager. He said yes. <laughs> he said yes. That's what I thought. I thought it was Marvin Gaye. I heard it through the grapevine, though. Yeah, not much longer. Will you be mine? What? Did you hear that through the grapevine, too? What? I'm getting ready to lose my mind. <laughs> Welcome back to the code. <laughs> okay, she so out. you said what? She get out of the house. No, I can't. It has heated floors and heat right now. Uh, I'm living it up right it now. It has nothing to do. It shouldn't be 50%, though. <laughs> Go what's, ahead. What's that? Hickory. Oh, the one in the five year, the threes are talking. What'd you say now? So we were talking about like engagement and voter engagement. And part of the reason why um, b- the difference between the ones and the fives and we're, there's there are extremes. Right. And those are typically the voices that are the loudest. And all we're saying is, is that there has to be some discussion by the twos, the threes and the fours. Those of us who are in the middle, who are going to vote, who are going to be civically engaged. Yeah. Um, and it may need to manifest itself in a in a different or more modified way. We're fairly quiet and low key. Hmm. Yeah. You think that if we were more uh, boisterous or more vocal about kind of what we wanted or what we wanted to see, that people would take us a little bit more serious? I don't think that people don't take us serious. I think that we may or we don't always um, and it's not even boisterous. We don't we don't always make it known um, our perspective angle and the impact that the decisions people are having on us. Just like you said, when you saw that tax bill, you're like, this is bleep, 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 bleep. And I'm like, yeah, uh, now what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that I think we just have to do a better job of, of letting people know kind of yeah. how we feel about certain situations and circumstances. Now, not that that's going to change the ones and the fives, because the ones and the fives have decided that they on ten. Yeah, the ones and the fives are on ten always. How do we get the twos to tens? How do we get the threes to tens? How do we get the fours to to ten? Yeah, right on on any issue that that they have a, a concern with. So one of the things that we've started to do is to have some discussion, a couple of us, around this idea of getting together women who vote. And the idea around women who vote is not a partisan group of people. It is trying to have the discussions where we have the ability to have a broader uh, conversation, just like we're talking about, other than with the ones and the fives. It is not a, a Democrat. It's not an independent. It's not a Republican group or organization. It is collectively women who want to make an informed decision and who can inform others to vote mm-hmm. in this community. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's for me, because I do feel like as a two or three or four, that I do need to be more in more vocal mm-hmm. in, in the engagement. 
I, th I think is is coming and I feel like it's going to be a good thing. I really do. It is not for politicians. It is for those of us who want to have a better understanding of who we're voting for and why. And if we pool collectively our conversation, mm -hmm. then maybe we can be more informed. Right. It's, it, it makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Great idea. Okay. Well, we're going to see how it goes. So we have been joined in, what you laughing at now? Are <laughs> men allowed? You said what? Are men allowed? Are men allowed and women who vote? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, it's like folks asking me were <laughs> boys allowed in Girls Who Code. I mean, they are totally allowed in a Girls Who Code class, just not this one. You got to create your own. Yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> it's always it's always a thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. I think we need to include men. Sh yeah, sure we do. We don't want to exclude them, but how about not this? <laughs> Des, welcome oh, to the studio. Gosh. Thank you. How Glad you doing? to be here. I'm good. Yeah. We were just laughing because she came in and she changed clothes. I didn't change clothes. I changed my cardigan. Yeah. Because I couldn't locate the other one. Looking all Valentine'sy up in here. No. <laughs> <laughs> she said no. So, um, yeah, we're going to start to talk about any any thoughts on even engaging civically in, in the political process. Um, I'm kind of with Dom on that, like it, just as far as like I don't take sides as far as a candidate. Mm -hmm. um, I, there are things that I agree with one party on for social politics and another when it comes to the financial politics. And so it's really about, you know, who is the best candidate to align. So, yeah, I, I would say I, I'm not probably the best person because I'm one of those people that need to be scooped up and informed and yeah. and have a better understanding. One of the things that we um, also believe to be true is educating and helping our young folks better understand how to transition to higher ed. Um, and we work a lot with college bound students. Yes. And we have also been in higher ed mm -hmm. for a good period of time. Mm -hmm. And so that season is open now where everybody's talking about federal student aid and the FAFSA and the completion of that. And it's important, right? Yes. And it's important to access dollars to support the higher education goal. Right. But I want to start with um, this higher ed piece. Because you hear, similar to the ones in the fives, it can be polarizing. It's nobody, I don't need a college degree in order to be successful. Okay, cool, that's fine. And then there's this other side to say you absolutely have to have a college degree to be successful. And it's almost like the ones in the fives, but sometimes we take those views mm -hmm. because we don't have a more expanded understanding of the intent behind higher ed, how it was founded, and how we got to where we are today. Right. Yeah. I, 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 and I think that's absolutely right. Um, there's a tremendous um, wealth of information that comes from it. Um, there are associations that come from it. Um, so there, there's a tremendous benefit that comes through uh, your tutelage or your, your education process. And um, I think everybody should have an opportunity to do something. Yeah. that that they enjoy doing um and it, we we definitely have to say that not everybody's cut out for it yeah um the traditional model the traditional model yeah but some education past a high school diploma 
will absolutely be necessary as as we move throughout this next generation. You have to. I think that um, even when we talk about how higher ed institutions were founded, when we go back to the origin of colleges, they're originally originally founded based on an, an, a religious affiliation. Mm-hmm. And the intent was to educate our white men on um, how to become ministers. Mm-hmm. That is the original inception of higher education in this country. Right. And it has evolved since then. And so as we start to talk about, is it beneficial? Is it not beneficial? If you think about uh, understanding traditionally white institutions, uh, historically black colleges and universities, public institutions, private institutions, they two-year, four-year, they all are intended to serve a different population, right? And so when we lump everybody in and say, you have to have this, then we miss a whole idea to say, yeah, maybe I need some advanced education, but it's not in the traditional sense. Right. It's no different than what we do with Res CNA. Right. Right. <clears throat> we have built another thing, another model, which is advanced education, but it is not a traditional pathway to whatever, healthcare, careers, CNA, any of it. And so how do we see that post high school or in addition to high school education, I think is one of the most important things. Yeah. Agree. Okay, great. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to D Morris Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM and streaming live on nowdecator.com. When we come back, Des is going to talk about the, uh, De- Desiree, I'm calling her Des. Desiree Wright is going to talk about the residential CNA program for the Civic Leadership Institute. We'll be right back. Illini fans, this year we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium for the 2024 Fighting Illini football season. Season tickets for the 2024 football season are on sale now. And Illini fans who renew their season tickets by February 1st are eligible to win amazing prizes, memorabilia, and experiences. Secure your season tickets for homecoming, Dad's Day, and a special rededication of Memorial Stadium on October 19th against Michigan. Visit FightingIllini.com for more information. Join the fun at the Bush Light Comedy Series at Three Ravens in Monticello. J.B. Ball has written for Kevin Hart, Snoop Dogg, and for the hit show Ridiculousness. And he's currently on tour with Brad Williams. Did you know that a chameleon's tongue is as long as its body? If they could speak, their lisp would be crazy. Get your tickets now at threeravens.pub. For shows January 25th through the 27th, it's the Bush Light Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. Thank you to our sponsors, Flatline Construction and Remodeling. Start 2024 off right with a CD special from First National Bank of Decatur, offering an annual percentage yield of 5.28, 5.39, and 5.54 for nine months, depending on the product type. For details, visit either Decatur branch at 1688 Baltimore Road or downtown in the Millican Building. You can also message and data rates may apply. This is the Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey. Hey. One of your favorite groups, isn't it? It is one of my favorite groups. Really? New edition. Welcome back to the Morris Code. Last segment. This is one of my favorite groups. You know what my favorite group is? I don't. One of my favorite groups. What is it? Jodeci. Is it? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're one of mine too. Yeah, I really like their music. Really? Yeah. Is that new? Mm-mm. 
No, I mean, no. I mean. This is from oh. way, 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 way back. Yeah. Yeah. Back when he was, KC was dating Casey Mary J. and JoJo. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work out that well. No. No, I guess it didn't. <laughs> but a lot of stuff back a then did not work out that did well. Not work out well. <laughs> Thank God. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they performed at uh, Homecoming, Jackson State. Jodeci did? Before they were Jodeci. Before they were Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I saw um, the one that sang Tell Me What You Want, uh, Drew. Cisco. Cisco and, and Drew, and Drew Hill. Hill before mm-hmm. they were. Yeah. I think they might have been there too. Around I'm the not same sure. time. Yeah. Yeah. I used to love Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige and all the crew. Yeah. Yep. Back at well, it. Mary J. Blige and Jodeci don't really match. Anymore. Because one is what? They're both from the East Coast. Jodeci is from Atlanta. You said they don't match? I mean, they got a the whole coast. Coast. Yeah. Dividing them. She's from New York, isn't she? She is. Brooklyn or the Bronx? Well, I don't know. Oh. You're a big Mary J. Blige fan, too, though. I am. Yeah. I <laughs> can't tell you how many Mary J. Blige concerts I've been to. Love them all. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> you can't say a word. You made me sit through Lionel Richie. Uh, was yeah. that Lionel? It was classic. <laughs> yes, it was. legend. He made me sit through a Lionel legend. Richie. I had got my pocketbook like, all right, we're ready. He's coming no, on. He's like, yeah. I mean, was this, he was the headliner. He was the last person to perform he was, that night. which I thought that's why we could leave early. Uh, no, nope. That's why people stayed. Black jeans and all. I know. Skinny jeans. This is Lionel Richie. Yeah. So. Concert. How many How many times will you get to say that? No you, more. You've done that. Lionel Richie and uh, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Yes. We missed Tina Turner. We, yeah, we did. She moved. Jill Scott. We saw Jill. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, our that first makes concert. makes me sad. Because I've never been able to see Jill. I've always wanted to see Jill and have not had the opportunity. I've seen Jill several times. He did, he he used to like Jill. A lot. I did. Used like, to like you know. I mean, I like her old stuff. I don't well, know yeah, about yeah. this new stuff. She was doing a long walk around the park after dark. That lady got on my all of my like I couldn't take it. That was oh. the jam. Yeah. No. The first. The first. The first, the first album, album was good. Was yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Jill Scott. We did see Jill Scott. Yeah. Quite a few people. Yeah. I saw Erica. Erica Badu? Yeah, but I was r- really disappointed. Really? I thought she's beautiful. Like, she's absolutely beautiful in person, but I was really disappointed in her mm. set. And really? She was the headliner. Yeah. She was the headliner? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I've, I've Goody Mob was like the opening. Yeah. And they were amazing. Yeah. You could have swapped those two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CeeLo is just amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Now that's one Tremendous of yours. Yes. yes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, well, I mean, not like a fan fave, but well, you like him. Every few songs. He's just different. Yeah. 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 Little round dude. Yeah. He's a little round dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Listen, so we've we've done our we digress. <laughs> music review. We digress. We really did. Let's come back. Let's talk about Health Professions Club. Because I said, oh, you're going to talk about Red Now You're like, yeah, I thought I was talking about Health Professions Club. So let's talk about HPC. Yeah, because we, we always talk about Res CNA. Okay, so we never talk about then. HPC. So HPC is uh, the Health Professions Club with DCLI. Um, and it is amazing. Like uh, the students are engaging. They're amazing. They're determined and interested and going into the healthcare field and health professions club really lets them kind of peel the curtain back um, and really explore that 
uh, in a club type dynamic. I mean, it's it's really neat. We get to meet on the campus of um, Decatur Memorial Hospital. Yeah. And that's awesome. And working with some amazing community partners there. And so uh, we meet once or twice a month, just kind of depending mm -hmm. in the evening time and about 30 to 40 students. That's amazing. Yeah. It it, 30 I, to 40 students. 30 to 40 students that show up yeah. of their own free will, yep. right? Like it's not during the school day. Um, and we just explore everything health professions. Now, would you say that all of these young people want to go into some type of healthcare career? To or, an extent, yes. Like mm -hmm. So a lot of them, nursing, mm -hmm. um, wanting to be doctors, mm -hmm. um, go into some type of specialty. Yeah. I do have a couple that were like, uh, I really like the healthcare field, but I don't want to touch people. <laughs> and so kind of more maybe administrative um, yep. type roles, things like that. So but um, that's one of the things that we found as we've gone through the programs and the process of having mm -hmm. people educated in healthcare or, or entering into the healthcare field that there are so many, uh, options for opportunities to yes. work in the healthcare field, whether it's with patient care yeah. or, or I like to say on the clinical side, or if it's on the administrative side, yeah. the, the jobs are almost, I mean, it's endless. It is. And it, it's yeah. endless. And you will always, always, always have healthcare. Yes. You will always have that as an industry. Yeah, Absolutely. So what have y'all done in health health professions club? So uh, some of the things we've done, um, we have done uh, an ER and trauma tour that was really Ooh. interesting, really getting to understand um, how the ER works and the trauma rooms and things like that. Uh, we've also, um, they just had a project that they just presented actually um, last Wednesday, this past Wednesday when we met, and they all were tasked with coming up with uh, their health career vision boards. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so each of them have this this thing that they're trying to get to, this career, the mecca of what they want to do in healthcare. So I'm like, all right, well, let's explore that, yep. really dig into that and come up with your health care vision boards and they did those presentations um and they were awesome so who's it open to who can or who, who where where are they from where are you finding students so our students are from uh dps 61 um high school students so any any student that is a freshman all the way up to a senior um and there are any students in dps 61 so that includes um, Eisenhower MacArthur, I have students that are from Futures, the mm -hmm. alternative school program, and it's just a, a nice mixture, all ages of students that are there. So, how has your transition to healthcare been, Dr. JK? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, it's been really, really well. <laughs> uh, it's been great, actually. Um, a newfound uh, love for uh, an industry that, that I originally thought about. Uh, entering into mm -hmm. uh, when I pursued my uh, master's degree, uh, there was a, a a joint MBA MHA Masters of Health Administration uh, program at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and um, I just I finished the MBA and I was ready to do something yeah. different. I was ready to to go into the world of work, so. I started working for Ford Motor Company, uh, but but this transition into kind of the clinical area and, and a patient care 
has been phenomenal. I mean, yeah. to be able to work with uh, a group of people, especially young people, who have a, a different view, a different perspective mm-hmm. on on this industry, uh, it, it's been really welcoming and really um, it's it's provided a a great source of um, completion at this yeah. point, uh, a great source of, of of just wanting to do something different to help. Um, mm-hmm. Some people in need, you know. So when you yep. you come in contact with with patients who who need your services and they're very appreciative of what you're doing and how you you are handling them, um, it 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 is it is a great feeling to be able to help someone. Yeah, right. It's a great feeling to help someone. And that's literally right. Like you are literally helping them, not just kind of in theory, but mm-hmm. you are actually there bedside doing the thing with yeah. the, with people. Yes. So Desiree, what's coming up for Health Professions Club? So what's coming up next for Health Professions Club is uh, we're going to be doing some Stop the Bleed training, yeah, which I think is really important. Um, so that is on the horizon. We are um, working on doing some things with another community partner, which is Crossing Healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, met with them recently. So and they it's like a city down there. Yeah, um, they do a lot. And so we'll be we'll be doing that, and we've been working with HSHS to do some job shadowing with them. So we've got some cool stuff coming up. If you all missed any of the show today, it's been pretty good. You determine whether you're a one or a five, or you're going to be a two, three, or four that's vocal. If you're interested in Health Professions Club, listen to the podcast on NowDecatur.com. Dr. J.K. and I will see you next week. Yep. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.